Thank you guys. So good to be with you. We are so we have been so excited to be here tonight. And uh, as per usual, we always wear the same thing and we don't mean to. One of us gets dressed first, someone gets dressed separately and we come out and then we have uh, we almost could have had conflict tonight. Almost. But we didn't. Almost. We're like let's go with it. So, I told her black's my color, she decided black's her color, and I, we're not going to vote, but are y'all thinking it's my color? So, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Well, we are excited to be here. We love Reengage. We love uh, Watermark. And, uh, you know, I'm going to put my, my readers on because she's got uh, the script. And, guys, that is a 42 <laughs> point something. And mine, uh, I can't even see it. So, I have to put my readers on. Uh, she was smarter than me. But this place, guys, Watermark Reengage has just really helped us understand marriage from a biblical worldview, uh, which means Haley and I are constantly in a state of retuning our perspective on marriage to match God's plan. Yes, and so it's difficult to do, but the rewards far outweigh the effort. Even in the midst of a very imperfect marriage, we love being married. And tonight we want to share a little bit about the struggles and growth in our relationship, and we hope you'll be encouraged. So Haley and I met um, in 1998, January. We met at a Young Life retreat, and we got uh, we all showed up. I, I was with one school; she was with another. We got placed in a little group, a circle, playing a game. I immediately noticed this girl in my circle, and uh, she acknowledges that I was in that circle too, which is sweet. Um, and the next day, I, see, I knew I liked her um, because when I like someone, I, I get really awkward, re- like really awkward. And so the next day when we saw each other, we passed each other on the sidewalk and, uh, and I had learned the night before her name was Haley Cobb. That was her maiden name. And I said, I just came to me, guys. I, I passed her and I said, Hey, Haley, good morning. She goes, good morning. And I said, Haley, if we got married and I took your last name, I'd be Rob Cobb. (laughs) And and that's a true story. And and she goes, oh. And I just said, okay, have a good day. And I I just kept going. And I was like, what am I doing? What am I doing? So uh, that's what happened. And two years later. later, I got her. Two years later. Um, so did this contribute to the delay in our dating? Maybe, but, um, timing just wasn't right. And so in 2000, we started dating and then, um, our relationship blossomed and then we soon got engaged in 2000, um, and got, yeah, and then got married in February of 2001. Mm -hmm. And so here's a 60 second video of where we were in the honeymoon stage.
I did not need my readers then. Uh, so we were both followers of Christ and as fully committed to each other as we knew how to be. And, the, and, and we were in the midst of this amazing honeymoon phase. And Haley, remind me, how many days was it before it ended? Um, the day after we got back from the honeymoon. That's right. Okay. Um, so he, I woke up early and just felt distressed and anxious and just <clears throat> was started sobbing because I just didn't know who this new person was, this Haley Thomas was. I was having this identity crisis. And so Rob walks in on that at like 6 a.m. and um, immediately thinks, oh, she thinks she made a mistake. She doesn't want to be married to me. Right, right. And, and then there was a time uh, really early on that we got in an argument. And uh, so what I would usually do when we have conflict is I would just completely avoid it, withdraw. So I left that night and I went and saw a movie by myself, uh, stayed out till maybe 10.30 and came back. And uh, that didn't go over great. You thought... I you, I thought you left me. Yeah, she thought I left her. So, uh, so basically, we had a really long way to go in our communication with each other. And um, I pretend to be a people pleaser. And so in an effort to keep the peace, I would stuff all of my feelings. Or I wouldn't tell him when he hurt my feelings. Or I wouldn't tell him when I was frustrated. And um, unfortunately, what that allowed me to do is hold on to things and become really bitter. And then all of a sudden, it would just explode on him. Right. This is true. Uh, so we soon, uh, though, were given some languages and tools to help us kind of know how, uh, how to do conflict better. If you've been around here long enough, you've probably been encouraged not to be a weenie. Uh, that there's a, that's an acronym. I don't know if you want to put that up, if you even have that. Do you have that? helpful to look at that. Uh, we're going to reference that some. So the acronym proved helpful for us, uh, but sobering as well, because we really learned in that that we struggled with all four of these things. Uh, the W stands for withdraw, and, and that's what I did and, and still continue to struggle with. Uh, my default was to, was to go around the problem or conflict and just not deal with it if I didn't humanly have to deal with it. Uh, and I was hurting Haley in this big time and really hurting myself as well. And so the E stands for escalate, which was my go-to. And also, I can still struggle with that today. Um, I would hold on to things, as I said before, and then I would decide to force the issue without praying about timing, um, without praying to the Lord about my feelings. And then if Rob didn't respond well, I would just get louder. And I often felt like I had to yell at him to get his attention. And um, I would get so frustrated and so hurt that then I would just burst out into tears. And one time, and early in our marriage, when I was getting really worked up, I looked at him and I was like, so I guess now you're going to call me a drama queen. And I said all I knew to say, which was, you are. <laughs> she was, it was really heightened. Very. Um, and so. Uh, that made you angry. It made me really angry. And I happened to have a shirt in my hand and I whipped him with it. Except, and then I ran out the door. Right, but you have to understand, we had a, we had a little toddler at the time, a two-year-old, and he had just run up. So she didn't even hit me. She hit Cobb, our son, with her shirt. And he was like, hey, what did what I do? Like he, I don't know how he used to speak, but uh, yeah, he had a low voice. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, and, you know, sadly to this day, I'm the reigning champ on making Haley cry. And that honestly is not a great thing. 
But, so anyway, just to finish out the weenie, um, the N stands for negative interpretation, which we both do, and the I stands for invalidation, which we both do. We both do that. I have a special knack uh, at invalidating Haley, which is not a good thing. So if it's okay with you, we'd like to demonstrate a meta-argument between us um, and that's typical of how we argue. Okay, so this is not an actual argument, guys, but it is a combination of almost all of our conflict mixed in a blender. So to set the scene, <laughs> we're going to do a little acting here. Uh, to set the scene, this conflict takes place in our closet because 90% of our arguments take place in our closet for some reason. <clears throat> so interior, closet. Rob is already in the closet, probably changing into comfy clothes. Hey. I'm not happy with something you said or something you did, and I'm ready to talk about it right now because this is when I want to talk about it. Uh, well, I'm choosing not to be happy you're doing this and probably should have interest in your perspective, but I think I'll choose to quickly defend my position instead. Um, hearing you defend yourself while possibly some merit to it only causes me to double down on what I'm trying to communicate, and my interest in your perspective is super low, and my interest in you understanding what I want to say and how I feel is off the charts high. <laughs> I'm thinking you should stop judging me by my actions and join me, as I'm only going to think of what I did in terms of my intentions, if that's okay, and I'm going to round up and say my intentions were fine to good. I'm going to negatively interpret your response and hear your words in the worst way possible, which makes me even more angry and hurt. Since I don't love to escalate, I'm going to now have to invalidate this whole thing and basically tell you that we wouldn't have a problem if you chose not to have a problem. Well, I do like to escalate, and now you're hearing a much louder version of what I've already said, and I think I'll go ahead and bring up some old things that you've done because I have an excellent memory. Mm-hmm. Mm, no, no clapping. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Ugh, I greatly dislike it when you do that, and I'm literally looking for anything I can say that can possibly wound you and make me feel better. Since I'm not finding much, how about a random unhelpful comparison of your mom? Don't clap. <laughs> now I'm saying things that even I don't think are true, but I need really strong words. Oh, great. Now I'm going to cry. I hate crying, but at least it's getting through to you so I don't have to think of things to say. Uh, since you're crying, I'm realizing I'm probably going to lose this argument. Now it's just a matter of who's walking out on who first. I'd be glad to. Haley exits, and that's the scene. So guys... Let's, thank you. Now clap. Hey. Don't clap for all that negative garbage. Just so you know, I'm usually a lot louder. Yeah. And a lot meaner. Her I just, you know. Her acting escalation didn't scare me. <laughs> um, but that, that's honestly, guys, that is what it looks like. I, I mean, that was a meta argument. I mean, we're, we're being silly with that. But those are the topics that come up. And it's very real. Yes, <clears throat> and so it can be really exhausting, hmm. and it's extremely painful, and it's really hurtful. And it can take like 24 hours or more to recover, uh, which makes the rest of the day and some of the next day just feel wasted. Um, if conflict happens the night before work, for me, or even the morning before work, uh, then it's definitely going to affect me all day. 
I find I'm off. And I don't function well when we're at odds and just unreconciled. So this is how it goes for um, us by default, because our default is we're both sinners, and we're naturally self-protective, and we're naturally self-caring and self-focused. And you add to that, we're often impatient and unforgiving, exaggerators and minimizers, and at times we're just plain manipulative and mean to one another. Mm-hmm. And based on our experience and what we see in the world, we're, we're pretty convinced of this. Any marriage between any two people can be difficult and hard. You think about the people that you admire the most. Their marriage can be hard, depending on how they see it. So which begs the question, is the opposite true? Can any or almost any marriage between two people be good and meaningful? So for us, believing that God's word is true and his plan for our marriage is better than our plan um, has yielded a joy-filled and meaningful marriage. So Colossians 3, 12 through 15 says, it speaks to the heart of our marriage and it says, um, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against the other, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so also you must forgive. And above all that, All these put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Now, that's one of my favorite passages, and and it's both brought comfort and conviction, uh, especially the forgiveness part. Something that doesn't come naturally uh, and can be incredibly hard is to forgive. But we're convinced that a great marriage is a union of two great forgivers. And unfortunately, we are naturally not are we are naturally inclined to protect ourselves mm. rather than forgiving and loving each other in a way that glorifies the Lord. And there's a deceiver um, that whispers lies to us often that we're justified in our feelings and we're entitled to what we want. And we also know that in our flesh and our sin, we want satisfaction and we want justice and what we think is right. But we when we yield to the Spirit. And when we've uh, given the power and strength to restrain from what we would naturally do, uh, we can more easily love and see each other as Christ loves and sees us. So we've been given a new perspective and new life-giving guidelines and new language to use, and we fall short every day of loving each other well. But as we lean towards each other and fighting for that oneness, and I mean fighting for it, um, our love has grown to be a greater depth and, and it has greater joy than it ever has before. Mm-hmm. And our conflicts are now fewer and shorter lived. Thank goodness. <laughs> right. So let's give you some examples of when it goes well for us. For me, I've learned to just engage with Haley. Uh, I like to make things good between us as fast as possible, but sometimes that can be me just trying to avoid conflict. I just want to get past it. Um, and I've learned to not work around conflict, but to work through it. Withdrawing is never helpful. Uh, It doesn't make peace. It fakes peace. And I've learned that timing matters. Um, And so we've set some parameters around when um, it's best for us to have these harder conversations. And this helps us be in a better place to hear each other. And I don't feel like I have to get loud or yell at him anymore to be heard. Plus, escalating never really helped anyway. It made things worse. Um, 
So we also try to assume the best in each other, not the worst, which is opposite of negative interpretation. Mm. And so now in humility, which takes effort and purpose and intention, we choose positively to, we choose to positively interpret the other person. Yeah, and finally, a sentence that changes everything, and so please remember this, is I can see how you would feel that way. Ultimately, this phrase validates the other person, and, and that will instantly soften their heart toward you. It's, it's hard to say uh, because it requires we actually try to understand where the other person is coming from, uh, which takes humility. So the I in weenie is in validation. It needs to become validation. You need to validate, and one of the best ways is, I can see how you would feel that way. We've also learned and are still learning to draw the circle around ourselves. It's much easier to point that way. Mm -hmm. um, but, so when we draw the circle around ourselves, we mean regardless of what the other person's doing, we can submit to the Lord and, and see our part, even if it, we feel like it's only 10%, we can still see our part and change the course of the conflict. Yeah, and let me say, there have been times when things are heading south in our communication, and I, and I know it is, but then Haley will grab the steering wheel and just yank us off the road. She'll suddenly show patience, and she'll tell me she understands what I'm saying. She'll, she'll even tell me I'm making a good point to some degree. <laughs> and this, guys, this kills the conflict almost instantly. Which is obviously the Holy Spirit taking over. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I can say the same thing about Rob. I know what it feels like for him to stop defending himself and start trying to love me in an understanding way as Scripture commands him to do. And it changes things. It, it instantly softens my response, and it makes me feel loved, and it makes me feel safe. And this is where joy and laughter live. That's where it lives. Uh, this is where connection and intimacy live. That's where, that's where we want to be. And when you're both looking out for your own needs, you both lose. And so when you're looking out for the other person's needs, it brings peace and unity. Yes. So, guys, um, we just wanted to share that. that that's just a, a, just a portion of some of the stuff that, uh, that we deal with. We still have these conflicts. We still have to do these things. We still have to do speaker-listener, which is another thing where we really try our hardest to go, hey, here's what I think you just said. Let me repeat that. Is that what you said? Uh, all these things are so helpful. And, uh, and so we actually want to end with this video. This is a video uh, that um, we made. I, I have a company we, uh, that we create these kind of videos for churches to use. And this one in particular happens to be about all this stuff we just talked about, and we happen to be the actors in it. And so we thought this is probably a really good video to show you guys so that you can almost feel what it feels like um, when you do the hard things that the Lord's calling us to. So this is called Leave a Legacy. And we're a little younger. Come prepared and leave a legacy. So we, we did that uh, for families that were going off to Thanksgiving and Christmas and all those things, but we really thought, man, that's so true of just our relationship. Uh, uh, Mandy, they, we used your verse in that. James 4, did you see it? Uh, did you see I was a little bit less bald? Did you see <laughs> that, that shot up there? Um, thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. Um, guys, we loved getting to share with you. Thank you for giving us so much time. Uh, I'd like to pray. All right, Lord, I'm so thankful. Um, that you are so wise. 
and uh, there's a way that seems right to us, and we know that it doesn't lead to good things. And um, Lord, we, we need to do nothing but trust you, and uh, we pray that you'd give us the courage to do that, because it is hard. Um, but we know that on the other side of that, there is joy, and there's peace, and, uh, and there's so much wisdom in that. So Lord, would you help us? We need your help every day. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys so much.